Hi, I'm Matt McClory, lead pastor alongside my wife, Jill, here at Colonial Church in St. Augustine, Florida. Wanted to welcome you to Colonial Church's podcast. We are a church that believes in Jesus and people, which means we believe in you. So why not today subscribe to this podcast and choose to grow your life spiritually and in all the other ways as well into everything that God has got for you. God bless you and I hope you enjoy this episode. Proverbs 24 says this, put your outdoor work in order and get your fields ready. Put your outdoor work in order and get your fields ready after that build your house. Put your outdoor work in order, get your fields ready, the writer of Proverbs says, and then says, after that, so after you've done all that, after you've put all the outdoor work in order, you've got the fields ready, then build your house. I want to bring a message that I've titled this, my field, my responsibility. My field, my responsibility. Come on, write it down because this is going to become very applicable and very personal to you tonight, I also believe you can extrapolate this message across your life, across all the areas of your life. My field, my responsibility, here's the truth tonight is this, is any great leader knows his or her field. I'm going to go a step further and say this, any great leader knows his or her field intimately, inside and out, knows their field. Um, And this is what the writer of the proverb is getting at to us, is saying actually there's a is a way to do this. Don't do it back to front. Do it the right way. Do it the, the way that you're supposed to. There's a beginning phase to field, a new field in life. I don't know if you've ever been in a season. I know I have several times entering a new field, maybe a field as a father, as a parent, a new field as a, a business person in a career, new job, new industry, but a new place or space in life. And in a sense, it's kind of what we're doing here at church, building church. So we're entering a new field. We're entering a new space. We're entering a new zone. I think when we moved into this building, it's just like, okay, new field. Let's, let's, let's figure this thing out. And that's the beauty of a brand new field. That's the beauty of the beginning stages of a, of a new field. There's like this learning, this churning, this figuring out, this, this you know, oh, I've got to work this out aspect to a new field and and the proverb says before you build the house before you do the most important part don't forget about this part which is learning it figuring it out understanding it beginning to know what it is that's your field but you've got to know that there's a process to your field and your field here at church on team can I just encourage you that you have a field Um, I'd love it if you could just write that down I've been given a field I've been given a field. I have a field of responsibility. My field, my responsibility. This is, this is a DNA, this is a culture message for our house. This is, this is, this is really how we are. Because when we started Colonial Church, this is what we said to our team at the time, most likely in my living room, while my, all the kids were screaming in my son's bedroom. That was kids' church back then. But what Jill and I said was, hey, we're not doing this thing unless you're involved. Unless you take up, we don't see that as the vision of Colonial Church. My field, my responsibility, but you have a field. And I have a field. We all have a field. Maybe you could think about it this way. You each have your own lane. You each have your own grace zone. You each have your own area. Whatever you want to call it, the proverb writer says it's a field. 
and when we're called to build it. But all of us have a field. All of us have a field. So if, therefore, if we have a field, listen to me, friend, it means we have a responsibility. If we have a field which is to build the church of the Lord Jesus Christ here in St. Augustine, congratulations. We have a field. I don't know about you, but I'm praising God today for the field that he has given me. I am praising God for the field that he's given me. I was preparing for this message today. I went down to this little spot. I like to go down to the, the Volano boat ramp and, um, and just sort of park up there. Um, and it's pretty cool because to my right, it's just this beautiful big cross. You know what I'm talking about? And it's just like you just can't escape it. You know, like it doesn't matter where you look, you just see it. And I was just sitting there, I was like preparing this message, my field, my responsibility, and it just dawned on me all over again. What a privilege it is to build God's church. Sometimes we can just so easily find ourselves in a place where it's just like, oh, this is like tough and Man, this is like, i got a lot of things I've got to do. And I mean, I've got to get to this meeting and be there a bit early and be there for team rally. It's just like, ugh. <laughs> I never want to be down there. Yeah. I want to be up here. Yeah. It's like, God, you've saved me. Yeah. I'm saved. Yeah. But I'm called. Yeah. And you've got a church you want to build. Yeah. And you're saying I can be a part of it? Yeah. You're giving me a field? Oh my gosh, this is awesome. My field, my responsibility. So I've got seven questions for us as leaders. Okay, so I'm going to put this back on you tonight. You're like, well, you know, give it to me. And I'm saying, well, I'm going to give it to you. You can answer these questions yourself. But these are questions I believe that we can ask ourselves. I think at least one of these questions is going to challenge you. It's going to maybe cause you to, sit up a little bit spiritually maybe and say, yeah, I, I do need to take responsibility. So number one is this, what is my field? It's a question I want you to ask yourself in this coming season. What is my field? Think about your team. Think about what you're called to do. Think about the way you bring your gifting into the house of the Lord. Think about what you're involved in here at our church. Do you know what your field is? I know I'm starting elementary and that's on purpose because we have to start here. In the New Living Translation of the Proverbs 24, it says, do your planning and prepare your fields before building your house. Can I tell anyone at any time what I do at church? Oh, I'm, uh, this is for you. Like, can, can you tell anyone at any time what you do at church, what, what your field is? What is my field? Um, what am I called to do? What's my ministry here at church? What am I a part of, you know? If you're walking down the street or... You know, you're showing up to a coffee shop or whatever and someone talks to you about Colonial Church. Could you just tell them what your field is here at church? I know, I know it sounds simple and we're beginning here, but we've got to know what our field is. You've got to know what you're a part of here at church. You've got to be able to say, no, this is my field. Know what it is. What is my field? Is it production? Um, is it uh, worship? The worship team? Is it online ministry? Praise God for something new. That's my field, you know. Is it, um, is it hosting in the lobby? Is it the parking lot? Is it Colonial Kids? Yeah, what is my field? That's the starting point. Can I define it? Do I know what it is? And that's where we start. So no, that's number one. Number two, question for us as leaders, as people that serve in the house is this. How well do I know my field? 
How well do I know my field? Do I understand all the nuances? This is why I believe the writer of the Proverbs is trying to explain to us that what we need to do is we need to go into the field, discover it, learn something about it. You know, think about going into a brand new field for the first time. You want to know where the high, high spots are. You want to know where the low, where's the water source? Where could I, where's, a, where's a good foundation for a house? Like you've got to understand, how well do I know my field? Do your planning. I love that. This is the planning part of doing ministry. You know, sometimes it's like we just do church, but we actually have to plan for church, plan for the ministry, plan for what's coming, what's going to be built, what's happening ahead, getting ready for it. I love that thought. Ready yourself. Know the field. You know, maybe you're just joining team now. You just put your hand up to do something. That's awesome. And we're stoked about that. We're believing for a massive, I'm feeling like it's going to be a deluge of people coming in the fall. It's not just going to be a trickle back. It's going to be a, a absolute deluge. It's like people are going to come hundreds and hundreds, I'm believing thousands and thousands. And I'm not saying that because we're awesome, even though we are. You know what I mean? But I'm saying that because Jesus is awesome. And people want to be in his house. And, and in this time, in this age, 2020, people need some good news. And we've got the best news there is. But I've got to know my field. I've got to know what my field is. I've got to know what my field is like. I'd love it if you could write this down. This will help you as you discover your field in our church and where you're called to be, where you're called to step up and serve. Write this down. If I understand the why, then I give purpose to the what. If I understand the why, then I give purpose to the what. I give purpose to the what. Do you know your field's why? I love colonial kids because it's just a just, just an incredible part of our church. It just really it has been from day, from day one. <laughs> um, but the people that serve in colonial kids they understand the why behind that field in our church. It's not just a daycare for kids to go. It's where the Word of God gets invested into little kids. And, you know, and, and it's never going to be a disconnected part of our church. And our leaders know that. They know that they're, they're starting on a runway right there. And that runway finds its way in here eventually. And we're believing for big things, but we've got to know the field's why. We've got to know that. If we know the why, it gives purpose to the what. So number three, here we go. How much work have I put into my field? How much work do I put into my field? You can't expect God to bless your field, give you more resource, see promotion come if you haven't put the work in. I'm a simple believer is you get out as much as you put in. That's our math. And what we all know about God is that God has a different version of math. So he takes our effort and he multiplies it, right? Does incredible things with it. Um, but let's be committed as people to the hard work of the field of ministry. My field, my responsibility. I mean, I don't want to sugarcoat it, but serving Jesus is hard sometimes. It won't always feel good, you know? We're going to be really careful... And we're going to try our best to be really careful to not paint this picture that carrying the cross, like Jesus said, we all, of it have, all of us have to take up our cross, is somehow just going to be this lovey-dovey awesome experience all the time. 
It's not going to happen. Um, sorry. Really wish that it would just be, you know, easy all the time. But um, it's not easy. But as we put things in order, the order then begins to work for us and bless us. So this is what happens with field ministry, I believe, is as you put your field in order, the order of it begins to bless you. As you get to know it, invest in it, understand it, that investment, that time you put in, that work you put in, God is now using that to bless you. It becomes a game changer for you. You begin to go into your field and things are set up, things are in order, things have, there's been investment and all of a sudden it's like, man, this is blessing me now. Because this is the truth. God blesses hard work and he blesses stewardship. My field, my responsibility. God will bless your hard work and he will bless your stewardship. He blesses preparation. He blesses preparation, I write this down, in getting the kids organized so you can be here early on Sunday. He blesses the midweek hours it takes to have everything in order. I don't know who that was, for, obviously for someone. He blesses the midweek hours it takes to have everything in order for Sunday. God blesses the work we put into our field. God blesses that work. And I would even say that he presses it down, shakes it together see something come out of it that we could never. I mean, we put our little hard work in there and God takes it and says, I'll do so much more than just that. I want to read Galatians 6 in the message. It says, let's not allow ourselves to get fatigued doing good. At the right time, we will harvest a good crop if we don't give up or quit. Right now, therefore, every time we get the chance, let us work for the benefit of all, starting with the people closest to us in the community of faith. That's what we do. We're putting the work in to see people get saved, to see the saints blessed, to see people come in and meet Jesus, to see the Holy Spirit minister in people's lives. But Paul says to the Galatians, don't get weary, because at the right time, I love what it says. It says, we will harvest a good crop. I believe in St. Augustine, we are going to harvest a good crop in Jesus' name. I believe in this part of the world, God has caused us to be, we will harvest a good crop. If we don't give up or quit. So that's number three. Number four, do I focus on my field? As a leader, as someone who serves in the house, do I focus on my field or do I just look somewhere else? Um, do I spend time somewhere else? Uh, am I, you know looking over at someone else's field when I've got a whole field right in front of me that I should be looking after? Yeah. Yeah. Am, I, am I looking over? We're in a series right now called Planted and Flourishing, and it's simply this. The grass is not greener over the other side. The grass is greener where you choose to be planted and water. Yeah. Do I focus on my field? And can I encourage you? We have this like culture in our church that's on-ramps and off-ramps. So if you feel like you're not in the right field, that's Okay but we're going to lead you off that ramp to a new on-ramp to help you find the right field. But the point is you've got to focus on your field. Um, you've got to be attentive to the changes in your field. There have been a lot of changes in our field lately. The field of ministry, the field of doing church. I feel like uh, you know, I was just like juggling balls for like you know, three months straight there trying to figure out what we we're supposed to do. But I've got to be attentive. I've got to focus. We've got to focus on our field. Focus on your field. Can I just encourage you, when it comes to serving at church, you can be excellent at what you do. Like, you can be excellent at it. 
Like if you're, if you're hosting in the lobby and you're welcoming people, you know, you could be excellent at that. But you can only really be excellent at it if you focus on it. And you're attentive towards it. And you understand it and you're... You get the field and you know what it's like. Focus on your field. Be good at it. Work at excelling in your field. I love our parking ministry. I tell you right now, it would be a joke out there if there was no focus. It would be mayhem on a Sunday morning. It would be craziness. But with focus, it's excellent. With focus, it's a blessing. And that leads me to question number five about your field is this. Is my field a blessing or a struggle? Is my field a blessing or a struggle? This is for people that want to be in leadership in our church. Is your field a blessing, a field of blessing? Or is it a field of continual struggle? Is it something that's blessing people? I think we're all blessed by the worship field tonight. We were all blessed by our worship team leading us and taking us somewhere in worship, taking us right into the presence of God. We were blessed by that field in our church. But what I want, I want to run and the field that, that God's given me, I want it to be a blessing to anyone who comes into contact with my field. Yeah. Anyone. It's a blessing. Is, the, is your field a field of blessing? Is what you do, is it, is it blessing people? Is it helping people? Is it, is it harvesting good in their lives? Is, are people being impacted by the gospel? Is there, is there change that's evident in their lives? You know, like I feel like our, in our church, any field could be a field of salvation in our church. Anyone. Anyone walks into our church and it's just like you end up in exchange. You get saved in exchange. You walk into youth house, you get saved in youth house. You walk into colonial kids, you can get saved there. You can get saved in the lobby of our church. I prophesied over a young guy in our church recently, and I was just like, you know, he works at a surf shop. And I was like, you know what? People are going to get saved over the counter of your surf shop because that's your field. That's where God's called you. And you're going to encounter people that don't know Jesus. And you're going to have strategic conversations that aren't just natural conversations, but the Holy Spirit has ushered someone into that surf shop. And you're going to be the person that leads them to Jesus. Is my field a blessing or a struggle? You know, I think about the ministries in our church, and I want our church to be a, a church that anyone who comes into contact with it, they're just blessed. Colonial Kids already talked about, but I just have to say it, but this was a summer of blessing for Colonial Kids. Like, come on, like the surf camp? Are you serious right now? Like, Colonial Kids, like it was just insane what happened in those those days during surf camp. I got to witness it. Jill and I were down there, and um, it was a blessing to the people that, that encountered it. It was a blessing to the people that came into contact with our church on the beach. Um, It wasn't a struggle. It wasn't like it was frustrating to people. It might have been frustrating if people were trying to have a quiet walk down the beach and had to sort of, you know, 20 kids flying down a wave. I love, by the way, I I love that Summer Surf Camp is like our VBS. You know what I mean? Like... Like, that's our VBS. 
Like, come and like, learn about Jesus, but we're going to teach you how to surf as well. How about that? Is my field a blessing or a struggle? And then number six is, is everyone welcome in my field? Is everyone welcome in my field? Am I territorial about my field? Am I uh, constantly worried about someone coming into my field and taking over? Let's be secure in our calling as people that God's given us a field to work. God's given us a field to, to lay out and to, to work in and be pre- you know, prepare for. There's nothing worse in church life than an insecure leader. It's just nothing worse. Like it's 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 terrible. Um, we have to be secure and remember and be confident that God put us here. You got to remember, like if you're caught and, and you've been positioned there, God has put you there. And so, just because someone comes along doesn't mean that you all of a sudden need to be insecure about it. If God put me here, man can't take me out of here. You know. I get so so much encouragement from the Apostle Paul. You know, he didn't mince his words. I just love the boldness he declares in his letters at the start. Let me read one of them to you. Colossians 1 and verse 1. Look what he says. He says, Paul, me, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God and Timothy, our brother, to the saints and faithful brothers in Christ. Grace to you. He says, I'm Paul. I'm an apostle by the will of God. I'm here. And I'm writing to you. We can be secure. In our field, we can be secure in where God has put us. But here's the point. Is everyone welcome in my field? Is everyone welcome to be a part, to be blessed by my field? So that's number six. And number seven, this is the last one. Is my field, I want everyone to think about this. Is my field a place where everyone can encounter Jesus and find home? Is your field, is what you're called to do, is your lane, your zone, whatever you want to call it, Is it a place where everyone can encounter Jesus and find home? The vision of our church is simply this, to build an exciting, vibrant, Bible-based church. I don't know about you, but like, that's exciting enough, but it gets better. To build an exciting, vibrant, Bible-based church whose focus is Jesus and mission is to welcome people home. What I'm a part of is so much bigger than the part that I play. What I get to do is such a small part of what God is doing. And if we can be people that understand when it comes to my field, yes, this is a small part. You might find yourself on a Sunday lonely and you're just doing your thing in your field and no one's around, no one's patting you on the back, no one's high-fiving you. But if we can be people that remember what I'm a part of is so much bigger than the part that I'm playing right now. If I could be people that understand that I'm a part of the greatest thing that is happening on the earth today, which is called salvation, planning by God Almighty. My field, no matter where it is, no matter what I'm doing, is vital to what God is doing. And I want to encourage us. Let's be people that just remember that God is doing something amazing here. And it's not because of an individual's talent. It's not because my preaching's so good, as good as it is. That was a joke. It's not because of any of that. It's because of what God is doing. 
It's because of what Jesus has done in my heart and your heart and the hearts of all of us. And it's all because the Holy Spirit, by the grace of God, shows up here every Sunday. And so therefore, we can be people building the house of God, knowing full well it's got nothing to do with us. How awesome is that? But God says, I still want you to be a part of it. I still want you to be part of building my church. I still want you to be a part of seeing souls set free. I still want you to be a part of the lost coming home. I still want you to be a part of seeing people who are captive being freed in Jesus' name. Can we be people that just don't see our responsibility here at church as just something nominal we do, but see it as a kingdom responsibility? My field, my responsibility. It's my role in the kingdom. It's the part that I play. Whether we're up here, we're over there, wherever we're in the parking lot, it's raining on a Sunday. What matters is God is here and God is moving and people are finding Jesus. Come on, let's stand. I just don't want to miss this opportunity tonight because tonight can be a night where we just we just leave it all here. Put our faith and our trust in God and just say, God, it's all about you. It's not about us. And as I was approaching tonight, just in my heart, I really felt like God gave me this word, overwhelmed. And I think I know what that's about and, and it's about this season right now. It's, it's an overwhelming season. We've got kids who got to go back to school. We've got jobs that are maybe on the line. We've got literally, literally everything is moving right now in our society, in our world. And I feel like that word, God was saying, people are overwhelmed tonight, but they need to be overwhelmed by my grace tonight. So you can be overwhelmed, you know, that's okay. I get overwhelmed all the time. Jill and I, we get overwhelmed all the time. Sometimes it's just like, man, like, God, you got to show up. You got to move. You got to speak to me. You got to help me. You got to. You got to. You got to. You got to give me the answer. You know, the best prayer you can pray is say, God, I can't do it. I need you to do it. I'm too weak. I can't figure it out on my own. God, I need you. You know, that's the greatest prayer you can pray, because in that moment, in your weakness, like Paul said, His strength comes in. His, his purpose comes in. He shows up. When we say, God, I need you, as a Father in heaven who hears that prayer every single time, He runs to your aid. He shows up in your weakness. He figures out exactly what you need to figure out on your behalf. So in this season, this is what I want us to do right now, is I want us to just take this moment as we begin to worship again. If you're feeling overwhelmed or you feel like you're getting towards the point of being overwhelmed, that's what I want you to do. I want you to be overwhelmed by His grace tonight. To remember, maybe it's just simply saying, I'm going to lift my hands tonight, Lord. And as I lift my hands in this sign of surrender, everything that I'm carrying, I'm dropping. Okay? That's what we do when we lift our hands. In a sense, we're lifting our hands to heaven. God loves our hands. But think about it this way. As I lift my hands, I'm dropping everything I have. I'm leaving it all there. Lord, I'm choosing to focus on you. Lord, I'm choosing to put my faith in you tonight. So why don't we do that right now? Let's all just lift our hands.
Holy Spirit. Spirit of God, we need you right now. Holy Spirit, let us be overwhelmed by your grace. Let us be overwhelmed by the goodness of God. Let us be overwhelmed by your faithfulness tonight, Lord. Father, we just pray right now in Jesus' name for anyone that's feeling overwhelmed. Lord, for all of us that are facing circumstances that are beyond our control, circumstances that we can't figure out, things that we can't figure out on our own, Lord, we look to heaven tonight, God, and we say we need you, Father. Lord, we ask you to come in. Father, we ask you to bless every part of our lives, God. We say we need you tonight, Holy Spirit. We need you to move in Jesus' name. Come on, let's sing. Let's worship. Thanks for listening to that podcast. We pray it blessed you and empowered you in all that God's got for you. Why don't you share that with a friend, someone who maybe needs to hear it. We'd love for you to also to visit us um, either online at colonialchurch.life or here at church at 550 State Road 207 here in St. Augustine, Florida. Be blessed.